0: Oh, hey, Z, over here.
1: Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. The builders just replaced that broken window. Oh, great. How'd it go? Yeah, pretty good. The glass they used was stained.
0: Oh, well, that doesn't sound too bad. I think stained glass is really pretty.
1: Mm, Really? I mean, it was some kind of bird poo. What? What? Acceptable Acceptable company. company.
0: Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. So, I'm starting this episode with another review. So, The Age of the Witcher Season 2 is upon us, and of course, you've seen it all, and you're <laughs> well on top of the <laughs> franchise and everything that goes with it.
1: I know it's based off a book or a video game, one of the two.
0: Kind of both. Okay. Currently, it's based on the books.
1: Okay. Is it about witches?
0: Yeah, witchers with a E R S. Uh-huh. Different witcher.
1: <laughs> okay. What's a witcher?
0: So, in the world of the witcher, witches are... Enhanced humans that are paid or hired to slay monsters. So it's set in a pretty bleak medieval kind of time period, and like most medieval fantasy worlds, there's dwarves and elves and
1: my favorite, yeah,
0: <laughs> perfect. Yeah, think of it like Lord of the Rings, but it's a lot more mm. grimy and a lot more cynical and yeah. dark and violent so the witches they've they've been horribly mutated and experimented on intentionally to make them stronger faster they can drink potions that would enhance their abilities and and they kill monsters so the concept's really solid and i love the games i'm I'm halfway through reading the books the world itself is amazing so of course eventually they were going to give it a the adaptation so netflix took on the project and they've done season one and now season two just came out with henry cavill as Geralt the main character um highly anticipated by a lot of people season one i thought was a bit of uh it was okay it was a bit of a mixed bag they change a lot of things from the books and this doesn't always mean it's a bad thing but in this sense i think it's a bad thing unlike game of thrones where they for the first few seasons they drew things pretty closely from the books and it was high quality show this is kind of like, it's got the perfect source material right there. And they're ignoring it for their own stories. The plot is still loosely based on the books, at least in season one. But they deviate quite a bit. How so, about season two? <laughs> season two, the deviations are even worse. Oh. So season one was okay. As a fan of the franchise, it's my least favorite version of the Witcher universe. Um, And season two did nothing to change my mind. <laughs> In fact, it it made it even worse.
1: It's funny, though, that you say that, that you would go through that experience of season one and then still give season two a chance after that whole disappointment.
0: I'm going to keep giving it a chance because just because I really love the world and and I like Henry Cavill in the role and he's he's a big fan. So it's like his dream to play this character and he's doing really well. There, There are certain aspects of it I do like, but it's not for me. The cons outweigh the pros for sure so season two starts off and basically the amount of things they take from the books i could count on one hand (laughs) the first episode starts pretty strong if it was just a monster of the week kind of situation that'd be fine i'd enjoy that because the witcher does it really cool a lot of these monsters are people that have been cursed or people in unfortunate situations and he's gotta he's gotta do a ritual he's gotta do something to break the curse it's quite interesting there's certain (laughs) potions or weapons that'll work and and a lot of the time, because it's the Witcher universe, the the reasons are really like screwed up and and dark, you know, involving a lot of betrayal and murder and incest and rape and all these things, right? Oh, some... yeah,
1: incest and rape. I can get I can get behind the show. Tell it. me more.
0: <laughs> so the the best episode in season one was based on this. And that's, that episode was pretty good. It mm-hmm. was fine. It mm-hmm. was better than fine. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into this. This is going well. Um, and that's where it all started going downhill. <laughs> from episode two onwards. Like I said, the amount of things that were taken from the books was basically zero. They brought in a bunch of characters from the books that were almost completely different characters. Or they killed them off really early on. Just a lot of odd decisions. And the plot is just completely different.
1: The essence of what you love about it is gone.
0: Yeah. It's almost... Unrecognizable—an adaptation in its truest sense. It's got the same characters, um, as but in it, the
1: same names, but maybe the characters are completely different. Some, to,
0: yes. Mm. Like I said, Henry Cavill does a good job as Geralt. He's played the game, so he knows how he's meant to behave, and he does that. But for, for some of the other characters, they're just—they're completely different. Different scenarios. They die or they do different things. And to me, it was disappointing because the books are finished. They have the perfect source material there. And I don't understand why they wouldn't just draw from the source material. Now, I don't know if I have an issue with it just because I'm a fan of the original source material. Because as far as I can tell, the series is quite popular. Mm. And most people are watching it and enjoying it. I stand by that it's, it's just a relatively poorly written show that doesn't really know what it's doing yet. And it got away with that in season one, but season two, I thought it was going to be starting to make more sense.
1: But it's strayed further away.
0: I think so. So let's
1: say season three comes out, still going to give it another chance?
0: I will, just, just because of my love for the franchise. But I also want to talk about adaptations in a sense, because there are a lot of things these days that are based on books or adapted from the source material by so-and-so. Yeah. And most of the time they get a lot of slack if they deviate from the source material too much. Take the new Uncharted movie coming out with Tom Holland. Mm. But it's also getting a lot of slack because it doesn't look anything like the games. The tone's wrong, Tom Holland's too young to play the role. It, but is it just fans that are mad? would it, would the everyman go and watch this movie and enjoy it because they don't have the knowledge of where it's come from so am i mad at the witcher just because i love the original source material so much or is it genuinely a bad show z you're gonna have to watch it and let me know <laughs>
1: I can't imagine anything worse. And like <laughs> a- Anything from that genre is like my least favorite genre. But the adaptations that I've seen, things that I like, have always stayed pretty true to the source material. You know, maybe some sections are missing or they didn't go as deep into something as I wanted them to. But it hasn't been unrecognizable like you're talking about.
0: Th- those sort of things, leaving things out of the book or focusing on slightly different things in the movies... That's kind of necessary in some in some aspects. Yeah. Take the Harry Potter movies for example. I think generally they're a pretty good adaptation. You can't fit 800 pages of of the you know the order, the order of the Phoenix mm. into a two-hour movie. You yeah. just can't. So entire plot threads are left out. But I, I think generally, the movies are pretty good. They follow the main plot points and you get the same story. It's just an odd thing.
1: Yeah, it could be for a number of reasons though. Either the person who's taken up the project has a different vision for the characters or it could be that they don't want to appeal to their existing fans because they're already fans. Maybe they want to appeal to new people who've never been exposed to it before.
0: But if you're not making it for the fans, then why are you using that franchise?
1: Because it's already kind of been done and it's easier to recycle something than to create something totally new.
0: Yeah, so why not just recycle it scene for scene? That's what the fans want. Like, okay, in The Witcher, there's a character called Eskel, who's a character from the games, he's a character from the from the books, mm-hmm. and he's he's generally a pretty good character. He's he's likable, he's nice. In the show, he's a completely different character. Not only that, but he's rash, he's rude, he's abrasive. And not only that, but they kill him off quite early on. Now, why couldn't that be a, just a nameless Witcher guy? Why does it have to be Eskel? The only people that are going to know who Eskel is are the fans. Mm. But they're not going to be happy that you killed off this character and you Mm. changed this character. So why even make him Eskel in the first place? It's kind of counterproductive. It goes against what they're trying to do. They want to throw this character in there, but he's not the character that the fans love. Mm. And they kill him off. So why? Whose decision was that?
1: (laughs) Maybe we should write a stern letter.
0: I'll write a stern letter. All right. (laughs) And another example I want to bring up is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, mm-hmm. right? Do you remember when there was such a backlash with his design that they completely redesigned him for the movie, before the movie came out? When okay. the first trailer came out, the fan backlash was so huge that they completely redesigned him what to be- What was the
1: problem? With the oh, he
0: just looks shit. Like just, you know, you know who Sonic the Hedgehog is.
1: Yeah, from Sega World. From
0: yeah, well, from from the Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Sega's mascot. So in the movie, the original design of him was just really bad. It didn't look like him.
1: What do you mean? Like it's too cartoonish, too realistic? Okay,
0: we'll be right back. I'll look up a photo. Uh,
1: okay, interesting. So the original one was kind of very realistic.
0: Yeah, they've tried to make him look too realistic he's got smaller eyes he's got weird teeth yeah and you can see the the newer version is a lot more like cartoony the way sonic looks yeah so that only happened because the fans hated the design and they all signed petitions and they, they raged like they do so the power of the fandom changed this decision so i just don't get why they'd make these decisions that they know are going to piss off the fans. Surely people on the production team are fans of The Witcher franchise. But they think it's okay to, to do all this. I just, it boggles my brain. What disappoints me most is I know it, it could be so much more. It could be so much better than it turned out to be. They want it to be Netflix's Game of Thrones.
1: Mm.
0: But it's not. Because they made the mistake of not sticking to the source material, which made Game of Thrones so popular in the first place. The Witcher just deviated from it completely, which is where Game of Thrones went wrong in season six and seven. The Witcher's source material is so, so much better than this. This is just generic medieval f- fluff. So, um, is season two... More like the witcher season poo.
1: Season spew.
0: (laughs) Season fuck you.
1: (laughs) Season ew.
0: Season... (laughs) Uh, Okay, bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Matt, something we've spoken about in the past is just how bad, how (laughs) cringe looking through your Facebook on this day memories are.
0: There's a reason I no longer post statuses. (laughs) At all. I don't do anything on Facebook but like and tag people. Yeah,
1: I'm so reluctant to post anything because it is bad, like... You can't believe that you wrote those things. <laughs> you weren't
0: always as cool as you are now. No,
1: yeah, you like to think you were at the time, but no. Some like really derogatory, like ignorant stuff, some really cringe stuff. And, you know, people are getting cancelled now for the things that they said 10 years ago. Mm. I could never be famous. I could never be famous because I would get cancelled straight away.
0: I wouldn't get cancelled. They'd see what I've written and I would immediately lose all my famousness. <laughs> <laughs> all my followers would disappear in an instant.
1: So I tasked you last time we spoke to just have a look through some of your Facebook memories so we could kind of like cringe together at, at things that we wrote.
0: You did task me with this yeah. and, I, and I thought I wouldn't have too many and I'd have to literally search my Facebook for some real cringy stuff, but I didn't have to. <laughs> literally in the month since we gave me this, this task to do, I had quite a few, <laughs> quite a, more than I'd like to admit. <laughs>
1: I, I like to think that my cringe phase on Facebook was like two thousand eight till two thousand twelve ish. That was peak cringe. I probably mm. still write cringe things now that I'm gonna look back on in five years time and just <laughs> regret. But that was peak, peak cringe.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, twenty thirteen Matt had some Issues? real real stuff he <laughs> was working out.
1: I don't know how do anyone do this. Should we just go through some some of your favourites?
0: Uh yeah. Why don't we just take turns reading out cream <laughs> statuses? No, I don't have an explanation for a lot of these. Okay. So I've got eight years ago. Yeah. It says Matthew Johns is feeling determined, and I've written sometimes I feel like giving up. Then I remember I have a lot of people to prove wrong.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's real like motivational.
0: That was the beginning. That's that's that was my rise. Oh uh, yes. That was the lowest point. <laughs> Oh, it's awful.
1: Mine was more like, I I think I tried to be edgy. I I went through a phase where I was writing like third person statuses. So it had your name and then you write like, is eating chips or whatever. Like "Zara is eating chips, something like that. So I've got some that just kind of, these ones just kind of show my age. So, in 2008, Zara is now the owner of her first non-Nokia phone. That's pretty good. Yeah. And also, Zara needs a new MP3 now. <laughs> MP3. <laughs> like, I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> forgot that that was even a thing. Um, but here's a cringe one. 2008. Zara. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> is, is out in the burbs, keeping it real <laughs> for old school.
0: <laughs> Where was the burbs? You are so cool. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: a lot of mine are similar.
1: Uh-huh. Like, very, like, inspirational trying to, like... No,
0: it's a lot of, like... I've got eight years ago again, so 2013 Matt. Matthew Jones is feeling strained. Looks like no one is winning tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all right. It's not so bad.
0: No, but remember, these... I didn't search for these. These are literally the ones that just came up in the month. <laughs>
1: Who knows how many more are out there? There are
0: certainly worse ones. I know there are <laughs> worse ones out there.
1: I speak quite provocatively, right? Like, I make a lot of hyperbolic statements and I exaggerate the things that I say to illustrate a story. Sure. Um, so I went through this phase where I was comparing, like, minor inconveniences to 9-11. Like, oh, this is just like 9-11. <laughs> so, like, I have got I found two in 2009. Internet is down and we're out of fruit cup crush cordial. Ugh. This is just like 9-11. And then another one, still hasn't got a cool outfit for tomorrow. Ugh, this is just like 9-11. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I know.
0: What year was this? 2008. 2009. 2009. Mm. Oh, my God. It's bad. Yeah, I'm glad you're out of that, that phase. <laughs> Matthew Jones is feeling unsettled. One of those nights where you look for any excuse not to sleep.
1: I mean, like, that's not so bad. It's just the verbalizing of no, it, it. It's
0: bad because it's, it's like I'm looking for attention, you know? Mm. It's one of those real... Broody. Yeah. And I, no one commented. I had <laughs> seven likes.
1: <laughs> no, that's all right. Seven <laughs> likes. Back in the day, that was all right.
0: Not when I was looking for someone to talk to me. <laughs> I've got more from that year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this life is cruel but also explicitly beautiful.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's real deep. That's real deep stuff. Like, you're really contemplative. (laughs) I went through, um, I must have gone through some Antiques Roadshow phase because I wrote um, in 2009, Antiques Roadshow is so underrated, which I still stand by, by the way.
0: That's a great show. Great
1: show. But then masturbating to Antiques Roadshow again. (laughs) So edgy. (laughs) When was this? 2009.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, look, we don't kick shame here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. We don't.
0: All right. Um, This one's from 12 years ago. Yeah. Mafia Jones is holding his breath. Any unnecessary moves might trigger another bout of bad luck.
1: Oh, so you were going through some real hard times.
0: 2009. It was probably uni related.
1: I mean, you got to express that stuff.
0: Apparently. (laughs) I'd rather I did. It was a cry for help. I'd rather I didn't. (laughs)
1: 2010, and clearly I had no like concern for my colleagues reading <laughs> <laughs> because I wrote <read laughs> <laughs> pretty confident my toilet.
0: <laughs> oh no!
1: Pretty confident my toilet is going to have to pay for that chili I ate <laughs> tonight. Curse you, mamak, and your Nazi goreng chili inferno! <laughs> and then <laughs> the one comment was like a distant colleague charming
0: <laughs> <laughs> what year was this
1: 2010
0: you, you, you had no filter
1: no none
0: yours are cringy in a different way to mine yeah they are.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I've got 11 years ago yeah Matthew Jones might have a job interview with the wildlife society yeah that's it oh
1: that's great
0: didn't have it yeah but I think it's really lame might have a job interview. With the oh, might have, oh <laughs> might
1: have a job interview. No, that's exciting. When you're that age, it's like a big deal. That's fine. That's not cringe. All of your stuff is fine. I don't
0: think it's fine at all. Disagree. I screenshotted it because it was cringy to me. <laughs>
1: I did this thing. I, it's not a specific status, but in 2011, I think it's when Facebook introduced the checking in feature, like check into different locations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was so cool. So I was checking into really random places, <laughs> like driving down the freeway, like check into the Great Western <laughs> Highway. Like, <laughs> just like checking into everywhere, like public restrooms and stuff. <laughs> it was bad. It was real bad.
0: That definitely sounds like something you did. Yeah, I know. I've got another one from 12 years ago, 2009, Matt. Yeah. Just needs to sit down and work out a few things. Oh, Mm. yeah.
1: This is all a very similar theme for you.
0: I know. That's what makes it cringy.
1: Real deep contemplative thoughts.
0: Yeah, just looking for... I I just feel like it's real (laughs) emo attention-seeking shit. And I'm telling you, there are worse ones out there. This is just the month I I was scanning.
1: I got a couple for um, 2012. It just shows my me not it, really. It, like it just shows you the time. <laughs> iPhone five just activated. Noob question: How do I get the Facebook button? <laughs> like I saw people with iPhones with a Facebook button on their Was phone. This an app. It's a, an app.
0: An actual question? Or were you being no? An actual like, question. Ironic.
1: No, I didn't know how to get the Facebook. Did it I say
0: never, f- posted by Zara on her phone? <laughs>
1: No, I would have done it like on the internet. I would have logged in to Facebook on the internet, but I didn't know how to get the actual Facebook button. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: These days you can't do anything without it recommending an app. Yeah,
1: that's true. And then WTF just found out pickles are not vegetables. Pickling is a form of preservation and pickles are actually pickled cucumbers. Am I the last person to find this out? it's
0: still the same it's like saying that deep frying a steak makes it not a steak anymore it's still a cucumber
1: yep but i didn't know that
0: what you said pickling something doesn't make it a fruit or isn't a vegetable but it still is it's still the same product
1: no 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 but i just found out pickles pickles are not vegetables i thought a pickle a pickle is a vegetable
0: oh wait you're saying that there's no such thing as a pickle
1: like a pickle vegetable it's pickling a cucumber that makes it a pickle
0: Yes, so you're saying you can't grow a pickle. Yeah, I thought you could, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I understand. Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, So eight years ago again, so 2013, Matt, so you know it's going to (laughs) be gold. Yes. And as you move on, remember me. Remember us and all we used to be, those bloody James Blunt feels. (laughs) And just below that, 11 years ago, I'm an orange juice.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you are.
0: I, I am, but yeah. I have no idea. I don't have any context <laughs> behind that.
1: Okay, I guess I'll finish with um, 2009. I was 19. Yeah, and this is true. I actually did this. Was <laughs> at 19, mind you. Was so bored this morning. She actually tried reliving her childhood through soaking toilet paper and throwing it to the ceiling of her parents' bathroom. It still works.
0: This is... <laughs> So
1: you know that thing where you wet the toilet paper and you like I do. Yeah, I did that.
0: Did you clean it off?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's there to this day. <laughs> uh,
1: actually, I actually don't know how it came off, but I I didn't do it. Like I I think I waited till they got home to sh- to show them.
0: So what you draw, brought them into the bathroom and said I did this? I
1: I, I honestly can't remember the aftermath, <laughs> but I no, I definitely didn't clean it.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so yes. they're pretty bad, but yeah. I I know I've got worse ones out there. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to keep an eye out, and if I find any that are ridiculously bad, do a little 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 one-minute segment.
1: Please. We need that juicy content.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, oh. moral
1: of the story is... Um...
0: Don't post anything on Facebook. <sighs> yeah. Anything on the internet. <laughs> because 10 years from now, you're going to look back and think that you're not as cool as you thought you were.
1: I thought I was so cool.
0: I think I'm cool now, but 41-year-old Matt yeah. is going to think, I'm really lame. <laughs>
1: You know, I know it was tough, I know it was difficult to face those (laughs) demons, but thanks for facing your cringe pass with me.
0: Anytime. Happy to do it. Okay, so my topic actually follows on quite nicely from our last topic. Mm. Not in terms of the cringiness, but in terms of your presence online. Now, we live in the age of, like you said, people have been held responsible for things they've said 10 years ago, 20 years ago even, because the internet is endless and ageless and anything you do is Permanent. permanently there for everyone to see and find. Yeah. Now, what I want to talk about is I've heard stories, I've known people that have been held um, accountable in, in workplaces for things they've done on their private media. So perhaps they've been fired or been reprimanded or punished in a way for something they've done on Facebook. Now, i I understand there are policies in place for companies where you might not be able to drink in your uniform or post certain pictures.
1: Yeah. Be doing drugs or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I get that. Um, you have to be representing the company when you're wearing the uniform or when you're working. But I'm talking about people getting fired for things that weren't related to the company. Mm-hmm. So let's say they've posted a picture of them hunting, for example. Okay. And the company has taken a stand and said, we can't have someone working for us representing this particular viewpoint.
1: Mm. Unless it's like a vegan company or something, I'm assuming. You know, a regular old company. Yeah, that's,
0: mm. you know, this person doesn't work for Peter, let's say, yeah. right? And I just want to bounce it off you and see how you feel about that sort of behavior. Because I get it. But at the same time, what you do in your private life, it shouldn't reflect on how you work as an employee, right? Mm. But because we live in this age of technology, people can go through your company and find your Facebook. And yeah, they can be like, this person works for you. And they do this in their pastime.
1: Mm.
0: But this has always been the case. We've always been allowed to do whatever we wanted. We should have always been allowed to do whatever we wanted outside of work hours. But now that the internet is a thing, it's it's different. The rules have changed. But I suppose you could argue that you could just do that thing and not post about it on Facebook. Yep. But should you be held accountable when you're not representing your company? You're allowed to post on Facebook whatever you want to post, right?
1: (laughs) I think there are some things in certain contracts that say you can't exhibit XYZ behaviors while employed with this business. I'm pretty sure I think what is really difficult is the line between what's just a normal everyday activity that might be frowned upon but still fine versus something that is actually a fireable (laughs) offence.
0: Yeah, and and even though you sign these clauses and things, the main question is, is it right for them even to be a clause? Is it right for us to be held accountable for things we do in our private time? Is the state of the world where this exists, a place where you want to live, mm
1: -hmm. Z. I think in my world, the only social media that someone would look at is your LinkedIn, which is purpose-built for your professional life.
0: They don't think they'd stalk you on Facebook? I don't think so. I think they would. I know for a fact I've worked with companies and they've Facebooked people.
1: Maybe just to get a high level idea of like what the person's like and they're not like a Nazi.
0: (laughs) Is being a Nazi a fireable offense?
1: (laughs) I think so. I don't know.
0: Freedom of speech and all that. I don't know. Not that I'm supporting Nazis.
1: No, no, no. I know. Um, See, I I would say that is a fireable offense. Something that is very, very frowned upon by the vast majority of people.
0: So let's say a skinhead, for example. Yeah. He rocks up to work and he's fine. And then you find out that he's, you know, a Nazi supporter. But he
1: performs the work fine. Yeah. And how does he behave towards the people of color in the company?
0: Mild neglect.
1: Mm, No, I don't don't (laughs) think so. I think that's viable.
0: (laughs) Because it's discrimination, which would go against most companies' policies.
1: Mm. The hunting one is interesting.
0: I guess hunting is frowned upon generally. It is. But not not as much as being a skinhead.
1: Mm. <laughs> um,
0: I, I think they're not as outspoken about their love for hunting, but I think there's a wide community of people that do enjoy it.
1: Yeah. What if they're approached by their manager and their manager says, you know, hey, we know you like hunting, but can you not post anything about it on social media moving forward? Is that okay for you? You're allowed to do it, but just don't make it a known thing.
0: See, I still don't know. Because mm. I don't think the company should have a right to dictate what you do. Mm. But at the same time, you have to abide by the company's policies. Mm. This kind of ties into the, the thing of some companies requiring you to be vaccinated or not. Mm. It's the same sort of grain. You have a right not to be vaccinated, but the company also has a right not to keep you employed mm. if you refuse to be vaccinated. Mm. I guess it's an endless debate. It's, it's, it's similar. I mean, what if they what if the company judges you on something you've done already? You you went hunting three years ago. I Okay. You know, they're going back through to Facebook. Can they fire somebody then? Maybe, maybe he went hunting even before he worked for the company. Mm. But they're, they're scared of it being on their record or being associated with someone that shot an elephant. I don't know. I don't know where I sit on it. I think that we all have to be responsible for our actions. And there's nowhere more permanent than the internet. But we're also should be free to do what we want to do as long as it's not hurting anybody or
1: hurting safari animals. <laughs>
0: well, look, not th- I. I don't like hunting, so no. <laughs> that's pretty obvious. But but people should be allowed to do what they want to do.
1: Yeah, I think the thing is though, when you start a new job and you sign a contract, it's a mutual agreement to the terms. So if they are against hunting, it should be said before you sign up. So mm. it's agreed upon. I know the hunting's bad. Any evidence of my hunting won't be out there
0: so do you think it's something a company can legally do to say keep your hunting activity off the internet
1: I think if it's agreed upon before you start the job like when, when you're signing the contract that's acceptable because it's like it's a known thing if you start a job and then all of a sudden they say hey we saw that you went hunting three years ago but There was no warning about the fact that you would be punished for that. Mm. That's not acceptable.
0: Yeah. And look what happens when a policy is introduced after someone's working there with the vaccinations. Mm. People have lost their jobs because they refuse to get the vaccination.
1: Mm. It's interesting.
0: It is interesting.
1: It's complex.
0: It is. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go moving forward because we're going to have less and less privacy in our lives. Mm. The more that we embrace technology and everything's out there.
1: But I I think most people are a lot more careful about what they put out there as well. Like you and I were talking about how we just write what was on our minds and the song lyrics and the broodiness and the teen angst.
0: But I don't think people realise how much of their information is out there these days your phones are recording so much stuff they're Mm. listening in they're giving Mm. you targeted ads they're recording where you go to work Mm. you can look up your google maps locations and Mm. it it knows all these things there's so much of our lives being recorded i don't think people realize so yeah people are more careful but also they're more exposed and more trusting of their technology Mm. because they think technology's So smart that it's looking after them, and it is. But it's also exposing them. Anyone that really wants to find stuff about someone can find anything they need to know, probably without much effort. They don't even have to be a military grade hacker to to find out your most intimate details. And I don't know. Don't know what's right. Take one of my previous employees. I got, I wouldn't say reprimanded, but it was strongly implied that I wasn't getting shifts because of something I said in a private Facebook chat. Mm. Now, this private Facebook chat was a chat with my colleagues. There were no managers involved. One of those people must have gone to a manager about what I said. And it wasn't anything awful i was upset about the way some staff were treated mm-hmm. and i reached out to management looking for shifts and they basically told me flat out you should be careful what you say in private
1: chats that's so annoying because it's not even something you broadcasted to the world no
0: it wasn't a it's status. like a
1: private conversation it was a had with private someone.
0: conversation so i i stand by I, they didn't have any right to not give me shifts because of something i said in a private chat Agreed. i'm not you know i'm I'm not ruining the image of the company it's my pri- private conversation yeah but that's what i mean that sort of thing it's not going against the policy of the workplace to to talk about being upset in a private chat or maybe it is i don't know i don't read my documents <laughs> but I, I doubt it
1: yeah that seems wrong
0: there was a lot wrong with that place. But yeah, but I, f- I feel like that's the direction we're kind of going in. Unless, you know, it, unless it's something totally awful that you're doing, you should be allowed to do it and still work if you're a good employer and you're not doing anything at work. If I start a company and I don't want to hire you because I notice that you're really religious on Facebook, that's discrimination. But can I put it in my policies that I don't want to hire anyone that's overly religious? That sounds like discrimination to me, but isn't it the same as, as not wanting to employ someone that is a skinhead? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a religion in itself, sort of. Yeah,
0: it's still a belief. How about a cult? I look on Scientology. Their, yeah, I look on their Facebook page, and they've they've got like weird symbols everywhere, and all their statuses are about cults. How about someone that's anti-vax? Or I don't know. Just some thoughts.
1: I don't know. I have <laughs> no stance on this. It's really tricky.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what stance I have on it. I just think it's it's interesting, and I'm not gonna go and pick it in the, in the street and say that we're losing all our rights. It's still it's an interesting thing to examine the way society is going in mm. terms of technology and what's free and what's not anyway that was fun <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to something more fun yeah
1: let's move on to acceptable and something we can both weigh in on meaningfully Meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our first acceptable or not comes from Tim in Rudy Hill. Oh,
0: thank you very much, Tim.
1: Thanks, Tim. He was at the beach. We've had a lot of hot days this summer. We have. He was at the beach and saw someone cutting their toenails on Uh, the beach.
0: Oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cutting your toenails on the beach. Oh, come on. Acceptable or not. Okay. Okay, look, on the on the plus side <laughs> it's like organic ish. Yeah. And people do all sorts of stuff, you know uh, in yeah. the ocean.
0: Yes, you're right. And I
1: mean the ocean's filled with like whale sperm and <laughs> pollution and,
0: and human sperm.
1: Human sperm.
0: The amount of people that have had sex in the ocean. <laughs> and we all swim in it.
1: Yeah, we all swim in it. <laughs>
0: And we just we just say the salt water sterilizes everything, but it probably doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, cutting your toenails. Uh, I mean, the- what do we do with our toenails normally? I throw mine in the bin.
0: I put one in the toilet.
1: Woo! You flush it down the toilet.
0: Yeah, flush my toenails. Oh my
1: gosh! Okay. What's wrong with that? I don't know how I feel about that.
0: It goes out to the ocean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. Ends up in the same place. Hey.
0: What do you mean you don't like it in the? I don't know. How is it any different than ending up in a landfill? It feels
1: too solid. Too solid to flush.
0: Wait. So you're saying toenails you think are worse than a nice big shit.
1: Yeah, because that'll break down. Yeah, so toenails. But like after a lot longer,
0: oh, it'd be I fine. Think. Anyway, if they can bury a person in the ground, like my toenails would dissolve in the ocean. <laughs> okay we're getting off the topic (laughs) yeah we are (laughs) okay so i think generally Mm. this is a question about what's socially acceptable and what is just flat out you can do it i think toenail clipping in any public space is socially unacceptable for whatever reason it's probably one of the grossest things you can do i just think about people clipping toenails on trains or just on the street it's always a nasty image it's to the point where if Courtney's over my place and I need to clip my nails, I will go to the bathroom and shut the door. Wow. Yeah. A
1: real shame act. It kind of is. I don't know why. I,
0: I I think people's feet exposed in public, people tend to feel a bit iffy about it. Unless they got a foot fetish because we don't kink shame here. <laughs> Honestly, I think the beach is probably one of the better places to clip your toenails. Yeah. Rather than, like I said, an like indoor, a train. An lake yeah. The, yeah. But even then, you know, if you've got to the beach and why do you have clippers <laughs> anyway? Like,
1: how does this? I think it was this, premeditated. How does
0: this happen? Oh, I just feel like going down to the beach to clip my toenails. Well, That's well a I'm weirdo. assuming, yeah. That's a weird I'm at person. the beach
1: anyway, so why not? I
0: right, just pull out my spare toenail clippers. Mm. Just do it at home, man. Just do it at home.
1: Mm. Look, I agree with you. I agree the ideal location is Are you going to be the
0: devil's advocate here? No,
1: I just... Okay, look, if I saw it on the beach, I'd be like, ew, gross. Come on, dude. Yeah, but I mean, if you really dig deep and think about it, there's so much more gross stuff.
0: That doesn't make this any more acceptable. Just because they're not taking a shit on the sand doesn't make this acceptable.
1: But if I, like, step on someone's toenail...
0: You probably wouldn't even notice.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: i don't think it's the fact that the toenails are going to end up on the beach it's just the fact that they're doing it in public it's just not a dignified look (laughs) clipping toenails
1: look (laughs) would fingernails fingernails
0: be different see i think fingernails are more acceptable i don't think they're acceptable on a train or a bus (laughs) but i think someone clipping fingernails are a bit more dignified
1: interesting no i think they're in the same caliber (laughs) okay
0: how about plucking eyebrows
1: that's totally fine
0: that's okay on the beach yeah is that okay on the train
1: I don't know I think any kind of like bodily shedding
0: Yeah, there's a reason these things are delegated to the bathroom All the shameful human behaviours occur in the bathroom
1: Look, with the toenail thing I don't like it I don't like it But in the scheme of things, whatever
0: No, no You can't be like, look, the guy robbed me But at least he didn't murder me It's still a wrong behaviour
1: But only because when you look at it at a glance, it feels wrong. But really, fundamentally, is it wrong because of the end result? Have some class.
0: (laughs) A little bit of shame. Now, Yes, it's wrong. You're still putting your human waste yeah in a public space
1: but like i shed my hair sheds all the time and it would shed on the beach yeah but you're not sitting
0: here with scissors cutting your hair
1: no but
0: stop trying to defend it doesn't bother me as
1: much as other things i'm a little bit more tolerant of this
0: yeah me too yes i'm more tolerant of it than than like i said him peeing on the sand yeah but that doesn't mean i'm tolerant of it full stop i i have an intolerance to it (laughs) (laughs) but there are certainly worse things he could do what about, like, using an earbud to pick his ear?
1: No, that's too much. And plus, that's littering. you think littering. that's worse than the... Yeah, because it's littering.
0: Okay, but what if he threw it out? He threw out the earbud. He was just sitting on the beach, picking at his ear.
1: Oh, interesting. Do
0: you mean know that's worse than toenail clipping?
1: No, I think that's the same.
0: <laughs> same. It's like
1: someone blowing their nose, right? Like
0: uh, Yeah, but the thing is... Picking at your ear, you could wait till you get home. Blowing your nose, you have to do it. That's why there's tissue boxes everywhere. There's not earbuds everywhere. And there's definitely not toe with this everywhere. But, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Like, they're not hurting anyone. You
0: know, I, I know they're not hurting anybody, but it's, it's it, like I said, it's a question of what's acceptable generally or what's socially acceptable. And this is flat out not socially acceptable.
1: Okay, I'm more in the middle. What's I don't know.
0: Would you do it? No. Then why are you advocating for but
1: it? But I'm okay with other people doing it. No, you're not. As long as it doesn't like <laughs> hit me in the in the face <laughs> as they're doing it,
0: flicking the, someone nose yeah, yeah. at you. I, if it's
1: from a distance,
0: I think you'd put your nose up at them.
1: Yeah, I don't like it, but I don't like a lot of things.
0: You're allowing this behavior to continue. I am. Right now, you have to. You have the power <laughs> to change this, <laughs> and you're sitting here <laughs> defending these people.
1: I'm not defending them. I just. I can let it slide.
0: Yeah, look, I'm not going to, like, kick them off the beach. But, you know, just just have a, have a bit more dignity.
1: So not acceptable.
0: Not acceptable for me. No way.
1: Yeah. Or as I'm like, mm, acceptable, I guess.
0: Really? You're not even going to do the not acceptable but? No. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next acceptable or not?
0: I don't know if I can do this with you
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Next one comes from Charlotte in Cessnock.
0: Oh, thank you, Charlotte. Hey,
1: Charlotte. So she was on a first date, mm. and her date ordered a steak medium rare. Okay. And then the steak Del- came out. Delicious. Cut through it. In his opinion, it was not medium rare. It was slightly overdone. Okay. So he wanted to return the steak, and she felt embarrassed by this, because she thought it was medium rare enough. Mm. So, I mean, when you order a steak and you like want it done a particular way, medium rare, medium, well mm. done... Is it acceptable to return it if it's not to your liking for that particular, like, setting?
0: It's a tricky one. Mm. Because I generally wouldn't. Yes. But I do think people should. It depends, right? If you ordered a steak that's medium and it's blue... Yeah. Then yes, they fucked up. There's no way that they can argue that this is a medium steak. But if you've ordered a medium steak and it's medium rare... Mm. I think there's that wiggle room there. Yeah, okay. The problem is a lot of different steak restaurants tend to have different indications. I can go to a steak restaurant, get a medium steak, and it's lightly pink in the center. Or I can go to another steak restaurant, get a medium steak, and it's a little more bloody, right? Mm. I know there's meant to be an overarching way to determine these steaks mm-hmm. but it, it just doesn't happen that way yeah now i've gone to uh, a steak place and i got a big steak big chunky steak and i'm telling you it was pretty much blue right it was seared on the outside but it was really bloody on the inside and i i normally have the steaks medium so you know not much blood
1: yeah so a big big gap
0: <laughs> it was massive and it was a big steak so i get it and this restaurant was slammed like there was shit going on there were glasses being dropped it was just a bad day for anyone working that night and i wasn't going to say anything but my girlfriend did say, "Oh, you know, this is meant to be medium," and they took it back and they they did recook it. Okay, brought it back and it still was really rare.
1: Okay,
0: I'd still say it wasn't anywhere near medium. It was more like rare now, and I just sucked it up and ate it, and I won't go back there. Mm. So, from one point of view, if you're if you're just being pedantic, then suck it up, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> But but you are paying for a product and you don't go to a steak restaurant unless you want a good steak. You're going there because they excel at what they sell. And I think you're well in your rights, like any consumer product. To demand a a refund or at least for them to change it if they're not offering you the the service or the product that they described.
1: I liked what you said before about if it's one level up or one level down, mm, suck it up. Yeah, but if it's completely different, if it's two levels, so if you ordered well done and it's rare, Mm. then it's nothing like what you ordered.
0: Yeah. I think if it's at that level where there's, you know, you'd have to get. You'd have to Google it and and turn your light on to really tell. Then, yeah, you just eat the steak.
1: Mm. Do you think there's a difference between, like, say, a pub steak and, like, a fancy meat and wine co-steak? Like, if it's a pub steak and it's two levels off, can you return it still?
0: I think still, yes. I think there's obviously more expectations from a, a professional steak restaurant. Yeah. I think you can return it either way. They work in the hospitality industry and they, I imagine, want to provide the best service they can, I think.
1: Okay. So returning a steak if it's not cooked to your liking.
0: I think generally acceptable.
1: Mm. I think acceptable if it's quite a drastic difference. Yeah.
0: I think get the opinion of everyone in the table in the (laughs) restaurant. And if they agree, then yeah, you can return a Mm steak. But I, I also see where Charlotte is coming from in that it, it is an embarrassing thing to do. Like I said, I wouldn't... Even though the steak was still mooing, I I wouldn't have normally made a deal about that it. That's just not how I do things. Mm. But I think my girlfriend was well within her rights and I would have been well within my rights to say something. Funny though, in a first date, I wonder if that colored her opinion of the guy.
1: It would for me. If he was being pedantic, then I, it would I would judge him.
0: Uh, okay, fair enough. How about the way he approached it? If he was very polite, if he was understanding fine would that discolor your opinion of him not as much not as much no. <laughs> interesting well charlotte i hope you're dating better people now
1: <laughs> moral of the story don't order a steak on your first date
0: yeah or don't
1: reveal that side of yourself that early on yeah steaks are well steaks okay
0: anything with a knife and fork i have rules for first dates i might i just i'm gonna make this a topic for another day okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in
0: thank you very much for joining us Just a special announcement. It's almost our one-year anniversary of Accessible Company Podcast.
1: Uh,
0: So thank you for everyone that's join us and stuck around for um, our one-year special. Um, I was thinking we could do a Q&A session. So yeah. if anyone has any questions, any anything at all about Zara or myself. Um, or the podcast. Or the podcast or any of the topics we've done before, just anything at all, um, write it in and we'll we'll go through all the questions. Yeah,
1: we'll give you a shout out.
0: Give a shout out and um, we'll, we'll answer your questions.
1: Yeah, you can write in on Instagram DMs at Acceptable Company or fill in a listener mail form, which you can also find on our Instagram account.
0: So um, I look forward to your questions Yeah. and we'll...
1: Questions, comments, feedback. Yeah,
0: just whatever you want to do. Let's just just celebrate the year (laughs) that was.
1: Don't be shy.
0: Yeah, please don't. Just just let us have it. (laughs) So thank you very, very much, Zara, as always.
1: No worries. Catch you next time.
0: See you next time.